0: Welcome to this first installment of a clinically paragon discussion this is a new segment that we put together with our partners at paragon nutrition and fitness these will be um, hopefully every month uh, just more informational uh, meetings and discussions that we want to provide to you guys on specific topics around supplements and other health related um, items we will feature either paul shekelman or paul yanzer of paragon uh, nutrition and fitness, and just talk about different things. Uh, Paul Shekleman is a very accomplished CrossFit athlete um, and firefighter, and Paul Janzer is just unbelievably smart when it comes to this stuff. So, In this first one, we talk about vitamin D in the winter and things you can do to help optimize your levels, make sure you're taking care of yourself, and that things are going to be set up well for you to get through the winter where you don't get uh, full exposure to sunlight. So. Please check it out. Let us know what you think. I hope you take away a couple of key points about vitamin D and its importance
1: yeah, um potentially um yeah so like aside from like vitamin D uh is great for all of these diseases and it helps prevent or to, um you have a when you have an adequate supply of vitamin D uh, your risk for disease and cancer is is much lower um and I kind of got into the, uh, let see, just figure out if I can learn why that is. Um, I guess some interesting things, but probably be better if you guys started with your questions. Okay.
0: Do you have specific questions?
1: Well, I do actually
2: have one, uh, and I don't know if you might as well just start with it, I guess, but um, I was thinking maybe it'd be better towards the end, but, uh, we'll just start with it. So um, I haven't seen anything specific on this, but um, I've I've heard some people talk about um, now there's been all this push to take vitamin D. uh, Can you actually take too much to the point where your body stops producing vitamin D or decreases its production just because it starts to become reliant on on what you're taking, and like I said, I haven't really seen much uh, out there with that. I've found a lot of good research supporting the supplementation of vitamin D, and yeah. um, and I I still recommend it to people, to patients, and everything until I find you know something that proves otherwise. But I I knew i had heard that, so I was just wondering your opinion on that.
1: Yeah, your body makes a uh, vitamin D via the sunlight from cholesterol in your skin. Um, is short so, so
0: cholesterol not bad for you not all yeah, cholesterol I think we
1: can have a whole hour long episode on that um, that will be for the good. next one Yeah, that'll be for the next one <laughs> um, yeah so y- your body is always going to be producing vitamin D it's not there's not really a rate limiting step as long as you're getting the right amount of sunlight you know um A lot of information says that in the dead of winter in Wisconsin, we're probably not even able to produce vitamin D at any point during the day, Um, just because of the angle of the sun and the intensity of the light that you're getting. Um, I haven't, you know, I, I hear the information and a lot of people say it, but I haven't really looked into exact mechanism of that or like what your body needs and obviously you know my skin color being pink uh, because it's so pale and yours being you're probably able to tan a little bit um you know we we need different amounts of sunlight and we can produce vitamin d from just different intensities of sunlight um so the only thing that you really have to worry about with with taking exogenous vitamin d is uh vitamin D toxicity, and that's pretty hard to do. I think have you yeah. seen upper limits on that? It all depends on your levels um how much you how much sunlight you're getting, and you know that's sunlight without sunscreen, sunlight without clothes on um or at least minimal clothing <laughs> um You know, I've seen research that's done six months of 50,000 IUs a week and they're not hitting toxicity. So that's where I
0: was going to ask you if you had seen anything because I haven't looked into it, but I remember when I was working with cross country and track in grad school, um, all of our like high risk, like stress injuries, um, stress fractures, you know, reactions, the whole bit, especially with our female cross country runners. Our physician, as part of that treatment plan, would prescribe just like a bolus of 50,000 IUs of vitamin D a week. Yeah. So it's one pill on Monday, and you're set. Um, and I know, I, I don't remember it, do I don't want to speak for it. I'll try and find the link. I know the vitamin D council is somewhere between three and 5,000 a day per recommendation, yeah. I believe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's vitamin D council says that the government says no more than 4,000, uh, the recommended daily intake at a hundred percent, I think for adults is 600 I use, which, you know, people have been saying for years as a joke. Right. Um, yeah.
0: I think is- Kyle's point about too, like, I, I need to write these down more like Peter Atia, I think the doctor, I think you've referenced him before, especially with the ketones. Yeah. Um, it like he doesn't take any specific supplement like every day forever because some of those things to allow your body to cycle off so where you might not need it in the summer because you're able to get out the sunlight in theory easier at least where we're living that's the best time for you but during the winter are you truly going to be able to over put it into your body that you can't produce it anymore where you kind of like cycle on and off
1: yeah, that makes I think that makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, someone like me who when I was working at my last job, I was working in a basement lab all day for eight to 12 hours a day. Sounds so I get, get there in the winter is before the sun came up and leave after the sun went down. Yep. And never see the light of day. In the summer, you know, I would at least get to drive to work and drive home from work in, in daylight, but I'm still not hitting anything. So I was supplementing daily with 5,000 to 10,000 IUs. And towards the end of that, when I had my blood work done, I think I was in the 20s. Huh. For nanograms per milliliter. So I was, you know, even that was not, it wasn't getting my vitamin D levels up. Prior to that, I was up around 47. Um, um, I think two years prior, which was right before I started that job. Hmm.
2: I've seen uh, a few that show that uh, older individuals need it more because their kidneys maybe aren't qu- quite working as well, so they're uh, just not converting that as much, um, and obviously also then you have more of a increased risk for for bone stuff, you know, your osteoporosis and, and fractures right. and penia and all that good stuff. So. Um, A lot of of good evidence it looked like, especially for the older populations.
1: Yeah, and I think, um, you know, watching my parents and aunts and uncles and all of their friends age, the more they age, the more they're worried about skin cancer. Um, Because we've had some of that in our family, and, you know, it's a real thing. So it's long sleeve shirts all the time, hats, sunscreen all the time. And I don't think that people are getting enough direct sunlight, Um, you know, like shirts off, short shorts uh, in the summer, just being the old guy, (laughs) (laughs) wearing wearing short shorts in the summer. Um, And you don't even have to do it for that long. You know, you do it for work your way up, obviously, you know, every week, maybe add a couple minutes Per day your exposure uh, so your body gets used to it and starts producing its own uh, melanin um, so maybe by the end of summer you'll be a little bit tame at least the night. time of day is going
2: to be important too like you said You know, if you're in the middle of the day versus morning
1: mm-hmm. yeah obviously middle of the day you're going to be making you're going to get more direct sunlight uh, and you'll be able to produce it a bit more but if you end the day with like a light Pink tone to your skin that's gone by the next day. You're producing like fifteen to twenty thousand
0: IUs. They've qualified it, huh? Uh-huh. I, never, I hadn't heard that. Interesting.
1: And and obviously it's it's different for a lot of people. Um, like especially people who turn pink a little bit easier, but um, you know that's why it's just like. Play around with play around with what your body is capable of. Uh, everybody's their own experiment, and that's why one person advice to one person doesn't always work for another person. You know, if I, I say go out in the sun for half an hour with no sunscreen on in the middle of August and just try to get a tan, um, some people that's not enough. Some people that's just right. Other people you're going to be. Uh, Peeling a couple of days later from sunburn, mm-hmm. um, so it really is consistent, consistent sunlight uh, to your tolerance and slowly build. Be <laughs> to go about doing that,
2: another study I saw done in the cities, Minneapolis, so relatively similar latitude of us, and get looked at. Uh, people that were from the united states and then it had people and I, I don't know what their nationality was or skin color but then they had people like from uh, they had african americans and they had like people from actually east africa and then they had native americans and okay. 100 percent of the people that they tested in the the study and the study was uh people with like chronic musculoskeletal pain so yes. they they were like in a certain category or whatever, but a hundred percent of the people were deficient in vitamin D, which I thought was crazy, which it was probably a, a study size of each group had about 90 uh, participants. So fair amount of people, which is crazy, you know, and that's interesting. I feel like between like you said the, the complexion and everything, the skin is going to make a difference. I mean, that's a wide variety of skin types and, uh, it's obviously important, you know. But they did show with that study, though, that uh, supplementation, it, it improved the the outcomes of those people, what they were dealing with, with their symptoms, which is good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, supplementation, when you're not able to get enough sunlight, um, there's a lot of studies that show that it is incredibly beneficial for, uh, especially once you're in the, the deficient or even insufficient range. Do you know what their deficient range was? Like, how uh, was it? 20 nanograms per milliliter uh I pulled up a bunch
2: of studies here I'm sure I could find it it sounds like it was right in about that range because it, they had deficient and then they also broke down the percentages of like uh, and I don't know how they described it but like super deficient was maybe under 12 or something and there were even a few that I think it was maybe four that it wasn't even detectable which is unbelievable to me. And I feel like that would be a pretty easy case of like start taking anything and it's going to probably be beneficial to you.
1: Yeah. I was reading a, uh, I came across a study on, on a breast cancer out of the medical journal in India. So uh, dark skin complexion and 96% of breast cancer patients had uh, were deficient. And I think theirs was less than sixteen for deficiency. Um, yeah. Incredibly low. And then seventy-seven percent of their control or, or non-breast cancer patients had were deficient in in vitamin D. Um, on top cool. of that, they look at risk of metastases and survival rate, and the numbers for those were really high, um, like if you're deficient or like under 12, the chances for metastases is huge. Um, and I don't recall, and I didn't write down the, the, uh, the percentage, but it was staggering. And then obviously survival rate, um, goes way up if your vitamin D is, is solid. And that's, that's with a lot of, a lot of cancers. Um, yeah, even with the skin cancer i came across some information if you're less than 16 nanograms per mil your reoccurrence rate of melanoma is higher uh, almost double and then your risk of death is almost double as well um
0: do they speculate as to what it is is it the like antioxidant um, obviously none of us are medical doctors somewhere i'm officially handing it out but even with that yeah, we'll just start there.
1: Vitamin D is uh, responsible for uh, depending on who you ask. There's a wide, wide number of gene, uh, maybe gene response in the body or gene function in the body. So, like a hundred, I've seen anywhere from a hundred. I think that was old, and they're they're coming up with more every year for what vitamin D is actually. Um, regulating in the body. Um, 2010 paper said 200 different gene expressions. And then I've also seen 3% of the gene expressions in your body. So um, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that um, many cancers are metabolic derangements. Um, So if your gene expressions aren't working, your metabolism's not, you're not getting the energy that you need where you need it, when you need it, or even the ability to shut off genes or um, certain cellular functions at the right time um, to prevent those things.
2: That's powerful. That's really powerful. I mean, you look at how many lives that affects one one incidence of cancer. Right. It's crazy. And you, you look at all the other studies of like uh, just influenza you know or the cold and flu season you have those rates go up in the winter and and then uh, how there's several studies that show that it decreases that incidence if you're supplementing or increasing your your levels and i found another one with um, athletic performance and uh, showing increase in you know the person's performance or endurance and it it said it wasn't as much of a indicator on a world class level you know with your elite athletes but again right. more in the older population or you know those individuals that aren't maybe quite
0: right at the top but either way it's making a difference i feel like this would be one of those things that falls into that like one or like point percentages or 1% when you get up to the elite athletes right. like you're not going to see the huge jumps but you're going to see this is a thing that if it's not paid attention to could be the difference between first and second at the world championships, just because it makes that big a difference on that small of a scale.
1: Did you by chance see anything regarding inflammation and vitamin D?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that um, it is a powerful anti-inflammatory, from what I've understood.
1: Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense.
2: <laughs> I, right there, you have, I mean, every, all these conditions that are inflammatory, you know, from your heart diseases and arthritis and uh, the, the, the list is quite extensive.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I came across some of that too. Um, But, um, yeah, inflammation being a very root cause of a lot of diseases and and, uh, conditions in the body, um, it makes sense that vitamin D, having adequate vitamin D supply would uh, curb some inflammatory processes.
2: Mm-hmm. I think the main point is to get, get your levels checked and know where you're at, you know, yeah. get them in the range. So that's another question I was going to ask you. What have you seen as an ideal number to be at? Because we've thrown thrown out a lot. I know that I've seen, you know, 40 to 70 is considered an ideal range. I don't know if I'd feel as comfortable in the 40s as I would in the – the upper end of that or and i know i've seen some sources that said you want to be a little bit closer to 80 even that 80 is ideal
1: yeah 80 80 seems to be the ideal range um you know your, your range when you get a test at the doctor's office is going to be 30 to 100 for normal um so i think i even had one doctor when i was right around 30 or sub 30. i uh, said well it's you know pretty close to normal <laughs> it's such a range. Not my bad. And i was like okay um but you know, with the, the breast cancer thing again, you know, over 50 nanograms per milliliter uh, in one study had an 83% reduction in cancer. And, uh, you know, the same study mentioned another study that said over 50 nanograms per milliliter, yet a uh, 50% lower. Than the colon cancer. Um, and then chart that I had seen for, you know, normal probably around 50 to 70 you're doing pretty good uh if you're trying to combat some diseases or like you have cancer uh trying to get it up above 70 closer to 80 or 90 um will seems to help with a lot of things based on information that i've seen
2: um the nice thing about supplementing too is the supplement itself is dirt cheap you're really not going to find it i'm (laughs) over Cost-effective supplement, a small to take. Pill. right? Yeah, I mean, it's not a horse pill. It's not like that. That shouldn't hinder you, you know. Right there, There's, I can understand it. Maybe with some supplements, how it's going to break the bank after a while. But it, this isn't going to
1: do that. Vitamin D for the the winter is not going to break the not going to break the bank even half the year. Yeah. You know? So, um, definitely a worthwhile investment.
0: I always rank it up there depending on what time of the year. Like if our athletes ever ask, like, what would you recommend? If it's moving anything into winter, like I'm always like some sort of like recovery protein supplement, uh fish oil, and then if it's closer to winter, I'll go vitamin D before like anything else we offer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh vitamin D and uh DHA actually do a lot together. Um again, DHA being Pretty uh, prevalent in the in the retina, um, and then interacting with sunlight. Um, both of them act on, or um, both of them work with uh, dopamine. So, an increase in in uh, having proper levels of DHA and vitamin D will increase your dopamine levels, which you know, staring at the screens like we're doing right now is lowering them, um, or any.
0: We got F dot Lux on, so it's nice <laughs> and orange. So yeah. the blue light's not as violent to
1: our eyes. I didn't do that. I didn't know if my filter would uh, go through to you guys or not. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm
0: kind of curious to see how it ends up looking at the end. We'll see. Pretty, pretty sure, sure it's just how bad. it looks.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah. Low dopamine. You're gonna have addictive, addictive uh, tendencies. Are gonna go up. Um, depression goes up. All of these neurological conditions, ADHD, they all go up. So staring at a screen all day, uh, you're gonna deplete your dopamine stores. Uh, You're gonna burn through your vitamin D and DHA also gets destroyed from the blue light. Um, So all these things kind of work together in the brain to make sure everything's just working pretty well for you. so fish oil fish oil supplementation in the winter i definitely recommend as well um obviously during during the summer as well you know fish oil has anti-inflammatory properties um so getting sunlight with with proper uh fish oil supplementation or even probably even better uh you know just eating some salmon once or twice a week um gonna keep your sunburns down Um, keep that inflammation low. I was reading a study recently, um, you know, because I talk about sunlight so much and how important it is. somebody asked me about cancer, uh, skin cancer, and I said, you know, I don't really think that it's all the sun doing it because the sun is so important for every living thing on the planet. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, then came across a study showing Kids with irritable, irritable bowel syndrome has a six-fold greater increased risk of melanoma. Um, so inflammation in the, in the gut leading to an increased risk in skin cancer, which again comes down to inflammation and the gut and the skin and the brain all being interconnected. Um, yeah, makes sense. I know if I'm eating like garbage, I get uh, a little bit of eczema on my skin, so gut and skin connected. Yeah. I get like a
0: sinus infection. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't actually get like the infection, but I get the pressure mm-hmm. right here. I do as well. As soon as I, I eat or drink things that <laughs> I shouldn't all the time. Yeah. Well anything else, over. vitamin D. You got any other points you want to hit on?
1: Vitamin D, do we want to talk about winter tips for preventing issues? Let's do it. Let's do it. So dopamine. Um, kind of a big deal. Um, I've heard of as, that. Yeah. yeah, And if hanging out inside and staring at a screen all day, which a lot of people do at work, uh, is going to lower your dopamine levels. You know that that happens because blue light in the eye activates monoamine oxidase in uh, B, which depletes dopamine. So staring at the blue light screen um, activates the enzyme that depletes dopamine. Um, So if you can, you know, you guys have the blue the the blue light filter on your screen or get some yellow yellow glasses. I can't find mine. Um, Yeah, those are cheap. Yeah, they are. Yeah, like five bucks on Amazon or something. Yep. make a huge difference. I started wearing those at work. And um, it, uh, it moved my mental decline back every day, like a few hours, <laughs> um, which was huge, I got a lot more work done. Um, yeah, so the monoamine oxidase uh, be destroyed blue, blue light, there's some I guess biohacks that you can do um, to take some, you know, some antidepressants, which are generally considered like a last ditch effort, effort are monoamine, monoamine oxidase inhibitors. So they block that process from happening. Um, you don't want to take those all the time. Or if you are taking them, you know, your risk of like serotonin toxicity um, increases, which, Uh, You know, people who take too much LSD generally, that's serotonin toxicity, Um, so (laughs) you want to do. Anyways, there's a methylene blue is something that biohackers kind of take for um, cognitive benefits and that works on the the monoamine oxidase pathway that prevents, it uh, inhibits that pathway Um, allowing you to keep your dopamine and other neurotransmitter levels up if there's things that are keeping them down. Also cold therapy, cold thermogenesis. So, you know, we don't have the, we don't have the sun to boost our dopamine levels in the winter, but something that does boost it is hanging out in the cold. So, you know, in our modern world, we have these nice cozy homes that are, we keep at 72 degrees or if you're, you're bold and a little crazy, you keep them at 68.
0: Is- <laughs> I'm fighting that battle to try and make sure it stays at 68. Yeah. I started sweating at 72.
1: Yeah. Um, so daily either take, you know, like Wim Hof is, is going to do all these things for you too. Um, I think we've talked about that a little bit, but it's yep. you know, the, the cold showers, the cold exposure and gradually ramping up with that. And then also breathing exercises, um, all benefit these these pathways when the sun can't do it for you. Um, So blue light filters either on your screens or through glasses, yellow glasses. Um, Supplementation, methylene blue, uh, berberine uh, which is in flame off is also a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, uh, specifically the B pathway which depletes uh, dopamine. Um, And then cold therapy, Um, which, if you haven't checked out the Wim Hof method, do that. Um,
0: We'll definitely link that up and maybe a podcast with that guy. He's nuts. (laughs) Yeah.
1: In a great way, but he's nuts. Absolutely. Um, Do you guys have any interest in doing that?
0: Wim Hof stuff?
1: Yeah.
0: We've talked about it I don't know how many times, but neither one of us has ponied up the money to get the certification. I think it would be very cool to check out it um same thing with gymnastics bodies but i feel like i would tear everything (laughs) even starting it
1: intro gymnastics body stuff and it's super slow Like, Mm -hmm. like it's a
2: it's a quite a process
1: yeah it's like a five year five year and you're moving out of beginner land process but the uh the benefits from doing that i know rob wolf he even said, you know, I, I, I met with this guy and had him on my podcast multiple times and it took me like four or five years to finally do his program. And he's like 20 minutes, three times a week and everything is better. And he's, he's in his mid forties now, um, does Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So flexibility is huge there. And then, um, but, you know. It's not a bad time commitment though. Yeah, anybody who sticks with it, um, you need to see massive feelings across the board, um, not just in flexibility, but uh, stability as well, and just pure strength with, uh, with the bodyweight movements. It's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are two things that, two programs that I've also wanted to. Do. Mm-hmm delve into, but just haven't, for various reasons. Cool, well, thanks for giving us your knowledge and expertise. Thank you for having me on.